0: Hey there, today we're going to talk about what it means to truly love others from a Christian perspective and what happens when instead of being an extension of love, instead of being empathy and action in the world um, when we are connecting with others or we are around other people, we're not showing up with kindness. What happens, right? Well, I would say it's the division we see in the world and have for many years now. The question is, what do we do as Christians to stop this behavior and to stand and be an example in our own lives like Christ was in the world? Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what he has for us? Hi, I'm Kristen. I am an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God to design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited, and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God and your family, this is the podcasting community for you. Grab your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen, and let's be encouraged. Okay, today we're going to dive into what does the Bible say? about loving other people and how that is so tied to truly loving God. So let's jump right in. So the first thing is that in the uh, Old Testament, we are told to love other people. And one example of that is in Leviticus 19, 18, it says you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people, but you shall love your neighbors as yourself. I am the Lord yet. It seems like this was such a struggle for so many of us to really love other people, especially people we are struggling with, people that are difficult, you know, or maybe even we consider, you know, our enemy, if you will. And so when Jesus uh, walked the earth, when he was here, he taught us both in his life and death that we were really meant to love other people. This is part of being a Christian, and he actually sort of goes on to show us that If we say we love God, we can't do that without loving other people. And so one example of this is in 1 John 4, 19 through 21, which says, We have loved because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. This commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother, oh my gosh, right it's it just points it out so clearly that we are called to love others and even people that maybe it's hard to love, all right, and then also in Philippians two four it says, "Let each of you look not only to his own interests but also the interests of others. So my question is, why is this sometimes so hard for us? right? Why do we struggle with this? And we surely do, right? Our human condition, our ego, it gets in the way often because if we feel wronged, we feel slighted, we just feel irritated by somebody. We don't like how they speak to us or how they treated us, or maybe they improperly treated us. You know, we want to sometimes uh, get back at them or feel angry about it. And so, you know, I'm going to share a couple of thoughts here with you and then just, you know, share a couple ideas on how can we continue to try to love people well, you know, even when it's hard, even when maybe we don't feel like it. So one book that is talking a little bit about this topic is The Genius of uh, Jesus, and it's by Irwin Ralph McManus. He founded a church in Hollywood called Mosaic. And he is uh, an author of many books. And anyways, he has a chapter that's talking about the genius of empathy. So he's talking about basically how Jesus showed us by example, that it's not just about compassion or sympathy, but it's about empathy for others. That is how we connect to others and how we can truly love them. And so he goes on to talk about Jesus and he says this, and this is the example that we're all trying to reach, right? This is how we're trying to connect with other humans. So he says, empathy in this form is not only the highest form of intelligence. It may also be our greatest expression of expression of strength. It is no small thing to carry the wounds of another it takes great strength to feel another person's deepest pains, to carry the weight of their heaviest burdens and still choose to stand there with them. This is exactly what Jesus chose to do. God became human, walked among us and took upon himself the brokenness of all humanity and then he later says, Perhaps the empathy of Jesus can be best summarized in his invitation Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. But then he goes on to say, But this is more than an invitation to be understood and loved by God. It is an invitation to understand and love like God, it is an invitation to become a healer of humanity's deepest wounds. He says, It is here that we find the true power of empathy, the power to carry the burdens others cannot carry alone. You may not be able to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders, but perhaps you can carry the weight of someone's burdens long enough for them to regain their strength. In my experience, I have found that perhaps the greatest gift you can give another human being is the gift of being understood. When no one understands you, you are truly alone in the world. But when someone understands you, it makes an incredible difference. When we know we're not alone, we can bear almost any hardship survive almost any wounding, overcome almost any pain or sorrow. And then he says, the power of the impact is that you stand with people in their pain, in their grief, in their fear, and in their doubt. You weep when they weep. You laugh when they laugh. You are in rhythm with their soul because you know them as you know yourself. And then later, he just says, sometimes the level of connection is uncomfortable, but I'm convinced we are all meant to know each other in this way. Empathy is the path to ending the divide between us and the only hope for pulling us together. And I think the point is, is no one said it's going to be easy, right? That we connect with other people or that we have empathy for others, regardless of if we agree with them or not, regardless if we uh, have similar, you know, stances, regardless of maybe we don't align with their viewpoints or align with the way they act as a person, doesn't mean we should stop trying. That doesn't mean that we should be open. We should show kindness and love and empathy to others, to everyone. And so he says this in the book, after he was speaking about some of the, the crises going on in the country and the social unrest from when this book was written. But to be honest, since the book was written, many more of those things have happened. People don't agree with political viewpoints, with Um, religious viewpoints with um, right different rights, you know, the second amendment, this amendment, right? There's just a lot going on. And a lot of people don't want to come together with respect and empathy and love. They want to shut others out and shut others down. And so he says this, I have friends on every side of these issues. Many seem incapable of listening to the grievances and pain that inform actions that they deem unacceptable. They see the looting in the streets, but seem blind to the oppression all around them. I am convinced that what has been missing is the ability to empathize. I have been troubled by how many people who profess faith in Jesus have seemed indifferent to the reality of racism, not only in our country, but in the church. And then later he goes on to say, empathy is needed most in the places where we perceive ourselves to be most different from one another. If we could walk in each other's shoes, how would that change us? If we could eliminate The dividing walls that separate us, how would that change humanity as a whole? Empathy is not about agreement. Empathy cuts through the falseness and finds the truth hidden within all of us. Imagine instead of seeing only skin deep, we could see straight into each other's souls. If I could know your heart and more than that, have my heart transformed by yours, how would that change me? And how would that change in me change the world around me? Imagine how different the world would be if we could get beyond ourselves and connect to the hearts of those most hurting and alone. If you can imagine this kind of world, then perhaps the genius of empathy will be your greatest asset and you will become your world's greatest gift. Jesus felt our pain and stood with us in it. He lent us his strength so that we might find our healing as well. He never lost sight of our deepest lostness, our need for forgiveness and new life. Imagine what kind of world we would create if this were our posture as well, a world where We never lose sight of others because we are now part, they are now part of us. So I think the question becomes, how do we have this level of empathy? How do we stay open to being loved, to showing up with kindness and empathy? And I think there are three things that I want to point out that we can all do to try to love one another um, more genuinely, to love each other deeper and to make sure we're not closing ourselves off, so that we're not hardening our hearts. Because I think in the culture, in the society, and the state of the world, it's really easy to get stuck in these traps that we think it's acceptable. And I would tell you that it's not. And so here's here's three things we can do to try to stay open to loving others, to serving others, and to just being an ex- example in the world of what it means to be a Christian What it means to follow or be a Christ follower. So, the first is we're called to love all people, not just Christian people, but all people, especially those that are experiencing hardship, that are struggling, those that are, you know, experiencing injustice, right? And those that we consider to be our adversaries or opposites, right? Our enemies or the people that are on the opposite side of an issue, whatever it might be. Maybe it's our in-law, maybe it's our brother, but we're called to try to allow our hearts to soften to those people. So the first thing we can do is remember what scripture says and review the scripture about the call and the command to love one another as ourselves, and that we're called to love one another because that is us loving God, right? It's us being the extension of God's love um, in, in in this human form. The next is read some of the scripture about how we can have a hardened heart and that can happen over time. It can kind of sneak up on us. And I would say many of us probably might, we may have parts of our heart that have closed off. That's not the full extension of love that we could be because of something we've walked through, right? Maybe we were hurt. Maybe we um, felt wronged, whatever it is. But if we don't address that, you know, if we don't realize that that's happening to us, then the way we show up in the world, the way that we interact with people is not going to be completely the way that we're called to be. And so one, we can look at the scripture or some of the scripture on that. And I'll I'll share one in a minute, but then two, pray, you know, pray and ask for renewing of your heart, to turn your heart back into flesh, you know, as it's talked about uh, being stone. And so let's see, one of the scriptures that talks about that just says, okay, it's Ezekiel eleven nineteen 19 says, I will give them one heart and put a new spirit within them. And I will take the heart of stone out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. Okay. And then, you know, but basically he's saying don't allow the hardness um, to, to seep in. And if it does, We need to ask God to give us a change in heart, to soften our heart so that we can show up and recognize where we have allowed our heart to harden. Because if we've hardened in some areas of our heart, we aren't going to have that empathy. We aren't going to show that kindness and step out in love and, you know, serve others. So this is so important. And the last thing that I would say that I think can help us to try to love one another or love one another better or well and keep working on this is doing two things. One is when we read stories, when we hear about things happening in the world or in the news, not just to dismiss it real quickly, you know, or or allow our maybe our default pattern of thinking to take over you know, maybe we immediately read a story and say, you know, and have a judgment about it. And so therefore we're blocking that compassion. And then we're not even getting to the point of empathy. We're not getting to the point of actually really relating to the people that are hurting or struggling or are going through something. So if we really want to show up in the world to love one another, we have to be aware of where these judgments and these perceptions of ours seep in and we have to be willing to really address them you know and and pray about changing our hearts towards that group those people the problem whatever it might be and then I think the second thing we do we have to keep finding things that inspire us in our faith you know in our in our lives that um, allow us to tap into our emotions to our empathy and that allow us to, have our heartstrings pulled? In other words, how do we stay in touch with the humanness, right, of others? Um, And I think when we do that, when we make sure that we're reading things that both inspire us, but also remind us of the examples of people showing love throughout history, whether in the Bible or just uh, people we admire or people, you know, that just did exceptional things from a place of love. And I think when we do that, it's more We're more aware of it and it's more front and center in our mind. And it kind of opens our heart each time, right? We see that example, even movies that, you know, tug at our heartstring, those stories that, you know, it could be an underdog. It could be somebody that against all odds, right? Someone helped them, something kind and good happened, you know, and you, you get goosebumps or you have the little tears coming out of your eyes, but something that's, if we get too desensitized, then we will harden our hearts. So we have to be careful to not get desensitized, but also to keep tapping into that um, feeling of love, that feeling of kindness and serving others. And then the more we do it, take small hacks, right? Have um, Show up in the world doing little things for people, little things by making choices to show up and have courage and show up and. Be love in the world, the more we want to do it. You know, it actually feels good and it connects us to other people even more. So, today I just want to encourage you show up and love one another so that you can truly love God. And it also just connects us, you know, as the collective even more when we show up and we are that extension of love that God basically shows to us and is in the world. And then also, just remember, it's empathy. It's empathy that brings us together, regardless of our opinions, regardless of our differences, regardless if we have been through what others are walking through. And let's just remember to pause and imagine ourselves being in those places and figure out how can we help others. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven-day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.